0: Welcome back to NL News. I hope everyone's having a nice Monday here so far. Now, BC's Ombudsperson is calling on the province to amend its long-term care visits policy to address outstanding fairness concerns, as well as to ensure the policy is implemented consistently across all health authorities. So to speak more to this issue, please welcome to the show, BC's Ombudsperson, Jay Chalk. Jay, thanks so much for the time. Good afternoon, Jeff. Um, so I guess I'll just start by getting uh, kind of a layout of some of the concerns that you're hearing, right? Because I understand this call that you're making is is not being brought on by nothing, right? You're hearing from uh, concerned individuals out there when it comes to the long-term care visits policy. So what are some of the major concerns that you have heard from individuals to this point?
1: Well, I think that um, uh, people have been certainly confused uh, and one can understand that in the early days of the pandemic there was um, lots of different practices that developed uh, often with very little notice Uh, and so things were different uh, in different types of facilities in different facilities within a particular type and across health regions Um, but as time went on one would expect there to be Um, you know, some basic rules established for how, when a family or friend wants to visit or a resident wants someone to come visit, um, how those requests will be considered in the context of COVID, in the context of the pandemic. When is it safe to come? What are the, uh, how often can that happen, et cetera? So um, so we've been uh, receiving complaints from uh, people across the province about that uh and uh, applying the different rules that have existed um uh over time and recently just on last uh last week uh the provincial health officer dr henry issued an order and so that has led us to uh make certain calls for um the ministry to uh update its overarching policy
0: and I understand there's just a lot of confusion out there, right, around uh, consistency, too. One of the things that, that I mentioned off the top that you're calling for is for some consistency across all health authorities. And I imagine it's probably not even consistent from facility to facility.
1: Absolutely. That's that's part of the problem. And and when someone wants to know, okay, well, what are the rules? Um, because there now are rules Um, uh, it's not easy to find out what those are if you go to various health authority websites you'll see different information different dates different iterations of uh, uh, of policy and so there is now a province-wide policy that has been Uh, through Dr. Henry's order uh, made uh, binding on all facilities uh, across the province who are considering uh, uh, either essential or social visit requests from family and friends or from residents themselves and so there's now a scheme uh, and uh, it should be applied. So we're calling for consistent, easy to access public information about the order and about the policy and the process. Because uh, right now, it's it's too hard to find that information.
0: Now, do you think that this is uh, something that's difficult to to change to implement? I mean, I'm just looking at some of the th- the things that you're calling on. There's three specific uh, bullet points here that are that are being discussed, but they seem pretty straightforward. It feels like this should be uh, pretty easy to make some of these recommended changes.
1: that's what we that's what we think and and uh, you know certainly we want to be helpful in the context of an unprecedented situation I think uh, um, everyone can appreciate these are not straightforward decisions uh, sometimes given the context of of, uh, uh, the disease that uh, uh, is happening uh, you know in many care facilities so um, so it's you know but when you have important decisions like this um, uh, decisions that are balancing both the public health interest uh, in uh, keeping COVID out of facilities, but also ensuring that people receive that emotional and sometimes physical support that being an essential visitor uh, provides. Um, that administrative fairness is when you're making an important decision, you have to have a high standard of administrative fairness. So, two areas that we saw that that the ministry's policy is um, you know is deficient. Um, where there's no timelines for how long it's going to take a facility to make a decision, or if you do um, go through the uh, review process because you're unhappy with the decision at the facility level, there's no timelines for subsequent steps. And, and, uh, you know, as they say, justice delayed is justice denied, and uh, uh, these are fairly straightforward decisions one way or the other, and it should be possible for those decisions to be made uh, within a reasonable time the other um, the other thing we're calling for is um that if you are denied a, a visit or if it's restricted in some way that you get some written explanation for why uh and it can be brief uh and uh, you know maybe the the government will prescribe some sort of template that will include the application as well as the response um, so brief is okay but there should be some way to find out why you've been denied so, and that way you can decide whether or not you think a uh, an appeal or review is warranted, or whether you accept the facility's explanation. So, right now, there's no requirement that. Uh, You get an answer in writing, but we think there should be.
0: Yeah, no, and that kind of baffles me a little bit that that communication is lacking in those types of situations. Because I would imagine if someone's being denied a visit to someone who's in long-term care, there's probably a pretty valid reason, right, as to why that uh, that visit has been denied. But they're not getting that information relayed, which, you know, I think people deserve. If they're trying to go visit someone, a loved person in long-term care, and they're being told they can't for whatever reason, they should be able to know what those reasons are.
1: Right. And there are, there are, the ministry's policy does establish um, um, about eight criteria for what actually meets the criteria for an essential visitor during a pandemic. And so it's really a question of applying those criteria and simply saying to the person, well, you know, you didn't meet this one because, right? Uh, and, uh, uh, and then the person can go, okay, well, actually, I agree, I don't, or no, I don't. And then they can exercise that, uh, that right of appeal.
0: Yeah, well, I guess I think this is um, a, a call that makes a whole lot of sense here, Jay. And I, I would hope to see that the uh, Ministry of Health does implement some of this. I guess what is the next steps here? Obviously, the ombudsperson making this call. Is it just sort of up to the the health ministry now to to take a look at this and see what they can do?
1: That's right. There's balls in uh, balls in their court, and uh, uh, we, you know, I'm certainly going to be following up in the event that uh, 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 government doesn't uh, doesn't respond. But I'm hopeful that. Uh, As you say, these are fairly straightforward, fairly practical um, things that can help uh, uh, reduce conflict uh, and that can really, you know, help people understand, you know, how the system is working now that we're well into this pandemic and uh, and, uh, you know, people are. Are well used to you know living in this environment, um, you know that can help them and and help residents because you know frankly um, uh, you know not having visitors um, uh, during the first wave was very difficult for many mm-hmm. people, uh, and uh, and uh, to the degree that you know, they can at least know that fair rules have been applied on the decision about whether or not a visitor, you know, uh, should take place.
0: Now, we're speaking about this all in the COVID-19 context, right? It's all sort of being brought forward as a result of this pandemic response and, and how the province has has dictated visits to long-term care and assisted care as a result of, of the novel coronavirus. Does this have any applications beyond this pandemic, though?
1: Well, I think as so many people have said, that uh, you know when the pandemic uh, uh, is over um, um, certainly the um, the way that um, uh, we have established and regulated uh, and had oversight over the long-term care sector is going to need a long hard look um, and uh, uh, we're here to help in any way we can but I certainly think that in the post pandemic world uh, many of the questions that came to the fore um, during the pandemic are uh, are, are going to be uh, uh, front and center afterwards uh, because you know we certainly need a, a comprehensive uh, review of this sector um, because as you know as uh, as many people have noted that this it's been like almost like water it's sort of you know forced open cracks in the system that uh, you know weaknesses that were there already um um, but COVID has has really uh, you know made them more obvious.
0: Yeah, well, definitely an opportunity to fix them now that we can see them a little more glaringly. Jay, really appreciate the time. Thank you so much for this. I'm sure we'll hear some questions uh, related to or directed at our health officials in relation to this, and it'll be interesting to see what they have to say. Appreciate the time today, though. Thanks a lot, Jeff. Awesome stuff. That's Jay Chalk, Unbuds person for the province of BC.